0: everybody this is bill cameron from the drive podcasts of the drive are presented by southeastern industrial contractors now hiring for great paying skilled trade positions call 334-209-6355 to learn more thanks for listening
1: this is sports center
2: i'm doug brown u.s secretary of state anthony blinken says today the sentence given to britney griner in a russian courtroom compounds the injustice since her arrest almost six months ago. With the trial now over, Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov says Russia is now ready to talk privately about a prisoner swap that could include Griner. Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow is still out indefinitely after an appendectomy. Tony Pike from ESPN 1530 in Cincinnati. He
1: got a full offseason and
2: he's
3: coming off the Super Bowl run. Right now, his health is all that matters. So there's no rush to get Joe
4: Burrow back. I think everyone's pretty confident with what Joe Burrow is for this Bengals organization.
2: Tony Pike on KJ and Max. Head coach Zach Taylor says there's no timetable for Burrow to get back on the field. The University of Michigan officially cuts ties with hockey coach Mel Pearson. An outside investigation uncovered that Pearson pressured players to lie about COVID-19 contact tracing two seasons ago and fired a volunteer coach for raising concerns.
4: Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. Fortunately, GEICO makes it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. It's a good thing, too, because having a home is hard work.
1: Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and
4: see how much you could save. GEICO.com.
1: Easy.
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome in. It is the Friday edition of The Drive. TGIF here on this Friday. And, whoo, it is a hot one. It's even hotter if you're out on a football field. And much hotter to the guys that are practicing than those wimps of us who were out just watching a little earlier. We'll get into all that and much more here on the Friday Drive, uh, welcome in everybody, Bill and Dan. Cool and comfortable here in the studio, I'm telling you. As, as, it took
4: a little while to uh, dry out. As as Rob Thomas and Santana said, Bill, it's a hot one today. I mean, this this is a... It is. And in between
0: those two buildings over at the practice facility, wind, that I mean, sometimes it can be a little bit of a wind tunnel, but if the wind's not coming from, from east or west,
4: It is so still and, I mean, really, it's like being in an oven. When the caliber of athletes that we saw today are commenting on how hot it is and how demanding the conditions are, you can get an idea. Because oh, these yeah. are guys who have played in SEC stadiums. These are guys who have played in high stakes environments. The defensive guys commented more than the offensive guys. Did they you did, although that? we although we saw some offensive guys struggling with the heat oh, as well. Oh, We sorry. did. There we some did. Remember, hey. but it's it's uh, no, yeah. Owen and Colby both mentioning uh, yes. how uh, how sweltering these conditions were. So hopefully everybody that's a, that's a couple of guys
0: in really be,
4: really good shape. Yeah, be be uh, be safe out there in this uh, in this heat all weekend. Uh, hopefully, uh, if uh, if you're like me, your air conditioning system can get can get working after an emergency earlier today, Bill. So we'll see. Oh, shoot. your air wasn't working <laughs> for a while. Well, I, I I got home to notice a a, a puddle. In the grate in front of the union, the unit, and I said, yeah. "Well, that's that's probably not going to be good for business." Well, I mean, with, the thing is, in know, this, this kind of heat, it's going to condense because it's it's working so hard. And I don't run it, I don't run it at a really low temp either. I keep things in, in, this this time of year like pretty pretty warm in the house uh, anyway. But I, notice, I would love,
0: I would love to say that, but when I'm there, sure, I understand. It's it's got to be tolerable. But I noticed, or I noticed, I'm in the
4: pool. I noticed quite a bit of condens- uh, condensation and uh, and got a and, and also. Uh, I, yeah, I had a quite a bit of condensation <laughs> as we were out there on the field <laughs> yeah we were also yeah not not unlike the auburn beat earlier today but you know it's in it's in capable hands so i i expect uh i expect to be uh still alive on monday and, and well i sure and, and hope and so able to, able we've to, got another viewing window coming tomorrow that's, morning that's same, right we're, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna get to see a lot of this team and uh, and yeah initial impressions from uh you know from the two of us and and the folks we've gotten a chance to talk to there are a couple of players that are standing out and you know after after earlier today I and mean, we got we I think your your depth chart, Bill, was pretty close on most of the. Yeah, there there
5: are a spots. few
0: there are a few guys that have moved around now. Guy and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it in just a little bit, and then uh, we'll welcome your phone calls as uh, as we get underway. Day one of Auburn football practice, um, and you know, in just a couple of days, Auburn basketball back in action as well. So a lot, you know. Whatever direction you want to go though, uh, you can you can guide us as we get things underway here. Our number one of the drive brought to you by our friends at Kia of Auburn on South College and Kia of auburn dot com Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one also Kia is the sponsor of our hotline where where we uh, welcome your calls, questions, comments, and the number to get you through is 334
4: 321 1390. You can also text the show 3345641840 on the Drive Text Box presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. They also present the podcast which you can find wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search for the Drive with Bill Cameron. You can find our show in podcast form uh, that way, all courtesy of Southeastern Industrial Contractors. All
0: right, so uh, so yes, what, let, let's let you know. We'll sort of do what Brian Harson did uh, yesterday to the media. We'll let you know what we uh, had available to us today. 11 o'clock this morning, we were able to go down and watch uh, 15, 20 minutes, I'd say 20 minutes of practice. Uh, the first day of practice, we got to see all the players that were there Auburn is splitting things early on into two different sessions, with most of the veterans practicing together, and then the newcomers and a few a uh, few older players sprinkled in to be able to actually ho- have practice. I mean, you need to have a center, a, a snapper for for both teams. You need to be able to you know to to, to field a. Um, you know, a, a real offense and a defense out there, even though they're not scrimmaging. So we saw the group from this morning in about um, less than an hour at 5 o'clock. The, the rookie practice, as Brian Harson described it, will get underway. And we'll, we'll go through a lot of the players that will be involved in that one. So we can comment on the players that we saw because the others should be in practice this afternoon but some interesting things that we you know you're able to glean a few things it's interesting on the first day to see who comes out and is lined up where is anyone lined up in a different spot is anyone working with a different group that type thing so with that said all right so we had that and then mid afternoon we uh, we we got four players um we got uh who was first
4: it was, it was led by Shedrick Jackson. Uh, Shedrick Jackson receiver, was Shedrick
0: first, Jackson. then Austin Troxel, then Kobe Wooden, then Owen Papo. So, uh, so they came in and we, and we heard from them during, during the afternoon. So, a, uh, a pretty full day. Um, again, we, we were thinking about, we, we don't have uh, a correspondent over at practice at five. We might, we'll be keeping up with what's going on there, but, I know we know who's going to be there, we just don't know. It'll be interesting to see how they rotate things this afternoon. All right, so with that said, Dan, your first impressions and uh,
4: anything that, that really caught your eye this morning. Didn't seem like there was a huge gap between uh, TJ and Zach and the limited glimpses we saw of them. And that's also to say, you know, TJ showcasing his arm strength. You wonder how much added pressure there was to both quarterbacks knowing the media was watching. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, they, they, I mean, it was, well, no, se- it was no secret. The, when star- the-, the starter's going to have some people watching. That's, so, that's right. So you they better, need to get used to you that. You better not be shy about, uh, about your talents. And so, yeah, it, interested to see how long uh, it stays a battle. But we saw T.J. work a lot with the ones. Yeah, when we
0: got there, they were already out there. But T.J. was the first quarterback we saw. Then Zach... Uh, Zach worked with the twos, but then the next set, Zach was with the one. So they rotated evenly between the the ones and twos.
4: Another thing that seems uh, interesting to me is, is how they're going to uh, divide the playing time at wide receiver. Because we were talking earlier about, I mean, there, there was a group of, of three starters that, or three players working with the ones at first, but then there's three There's three other receivers, at least maybe four or five that you could see finding some role on the team as well. And how they, how they decide to divvy up that playing time, um, and, and and who, who demands playing time with their performance in the next couple of weeks is going to be something to watch for, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, what, what wide receivers, one of the things we've talked about. Yeah, on wide season.
0: receivers was interesting. All right, so, so the way they had it done today, there were two quarterbacks and six receivers for the morning practice. That leaves, scholarship-wise, two quarterbacks, six receivers for the rookie or the other practice. The first three receivers that we saw were Shedrick Jackson, Malcolm Johnson, and Chick Dawson. Those were the first three. And then the, the second group... This morning Quick Chick was was uh Coy Moore, Javarius Johnson and Zavian Capers. So those were the six scholarship receivers that we saw this morning. I was very impressed with Coy Moore. I was I was I was happy to see
4: Xavian Capers. Zavian
0: Capers is built a little differently than he had been.
4: Yeah, there's been talk that Xavier Capers has had a very productive offseason uh-huh. physically, and has uh, you know has you know he's posted some Instagram pictures of his trans. Uh, you know
0: what he looks like to me, just out there running around. He looks like. Some of those LSU receivers we've I mean, seen through the years. Those 6'3", six, 190-pound those six, gazelles.
4: Listed at 6'4", right? Listed at, uh, Zave Capers is listed at six four one ninety-two. 192. Oh, okay, um, I'm just saying that's what,
0: that's what, when you saw, you yeah. just kept seeing LSU put out receiver after receiver
4: that would be those tall guys that could really run. Absolutely, and for a long time, that's. I mean, I, I don't think it's gone too too much out of fashion. That if you're a six four guy that can really run, an NFL no, you're going to th- get
0: a chance. An NFL
4: yeah. team is going to see, and I and I wonder, you know, Ike hilliard has been around the NFL a long time. Mm-hmm. I wonder if I wonder if he was able to get through to Xavier Capers. You've got you've got natural gifts that the NFL covets. If you can put everything together on the field as a player, it, it can it can change the next couple of decades of your life and and a lot more than that potentially so uh, it's uh, yeah I mean it's it's great to see Zave in a uh, uh, you know looking as impressive as he did and not just not just in uh, oh boy he seems like he's in great shape when you when you when you see him standing there but you saw Zave Capers go and make some catches you saw him get open and and, and you saw Mm -hmm. him do some running uh, he, I I don't know. That's that's a guy I'm intrigued by uh, after uh, after seeing a little bit of him and hearing some stories about the offseason right. he's having before today.
0: Well, we heard a good bit about Coy at um, you know during media days, and today I think we saw why he he can make a move very quickly. And there were a couple of times where it was, of course, it, it would line up, and I'd think this is not fair because it, it would might be a safety on him, and it's like. That's that's just not going to be fair
4: because he is he's too quick for that. Well, there, well, there could there could be situations in games. Where I know a that, safety and it's not going to be fair <laughs> for
0: the safety. <laughs> yeah,
4: if Auburn can line yeah, you line things up at quarterback, they, they have the potential for some of these guys. Whether it's players that are, are making their first uh, getting getting their first crack at playing time. Uh, Chick Dawson, by the way, uh, if you if you notice the, the roster, took a red shirt last year officially, and yeah. how often they yeah. were because they, they they didn't. Use no, I knew in, that. Yeah, in, I knew he was. He didn't. He sure. He only played in a couple. He only played I, in two games. Was, he had to play four. I was thinking two or three games, including the bowl yeah, game. He just played in two. And, and so yeah, I mean he's he's got a. I mean it's it's really a new a new start for Tavares Dawson and somebody else. You Bill, see, you,
0: you should pay attention to my roster. That's
4: right. Well, that, though I I didn't notice that he was listed on the Bill Cameron depth chart as a redshirt freshman. Yeah as well, but he, he didn't, didn't appear in four games, uh, last, or didn't appear in more than right. four games last year. Uh, the other receiver that we should probably mention a little bit is, is MJJ, uh, Malcolm Johnson Jr., running with the first team. He was somebody that had been name-checked uh, previously, this off season, John Samuel Schenker mentioned him as a receiver who's gotten a lot better this off season at SEC Media Days. Eric Kiesaw, I believe, mentioned Malcolm Johnson Jr. in his answer yesterday when, when talking about uh, players that had been having a strong off season. You see, Malcolm Johnson Jr. I think some people who aren't they've forgotten about him
0: because he hasn't he hasn't you know been a huge contributor through two years, but he is a guy that should be a true sophomore. In college, because he graduated a year and came in early, he graduated early and came in very late. He arrived just before the start of camp in 2020.
4: And what, what were his credentials coming out of 2019? What were his credentials coming out of high school again, Bill? For folks that may have forgotten, he was he was a nationally ranked sprinter. Right. I, I commented to you. That it shouldn 't be a shock that he 's fast well, it 's it's, it's not just that he 's fast though it was that from, he's, a, he's, from he glides from he doesn't the, he doesn 't yeah. look like somebody who 's churning to go fast he's, yeah light oh, you know, he, he mm-hmm. moves he, and, and the way he moves it, you know there's there 's a grace to it where he uh, it didn 't seem like he was moving all that fast from a distance, and then he gets closer at moving at the same speed he didn 't speed up for us. Moving at the same speed almost almost. Yeah, well that's
0: that that's sort of like looking at linemen and not realizing how big they are right. until you're until you're there.
4: I would say Malcolm Johnson Jr. is somebody of the another one of the players of the guys from last year that could have broken through last year, didn't work out that way. I would I would look at him as a as, as another intriguing spot, and to see him running with the first team, at least for now, subject to change between now and, and the start of the season. Sure, I think there are going to be some real battles there, yeah. real battles. One guy I
0: think you're not going to get out of the starting lineup shed. I think, I think Shedrick Jackson, and there are people that will roll their eyes and go, oh, he, he also has um, reshaped himself a little bit. He said he's only five pounds lighter. He looks leaner than that. Might not just um, be pounded. No, he might, no, might you're right. He, he, he has reshaped, reformed yeah. himself. And, uh, and I, I thought he caught the ball very well today. I didn't see one drop from Shed.
4: Sure, and and I think someone who does everything that receivers Because he is a very good athlete. right? I mean, people don't realize how good an athlete he is. And it's not like Ike Hilliard made promises to Shedrick Jackson on the recruiting trail. No, no, you're right. What What does he owe Shed? Exactly. If if there's other receivers that are more deserving of playing Mm -hmm. time or that they think will help the team more than Shedrick Jackson, those receivers will play instead of Shedrick Jackson. The fact that Shedrick Jackson, throughout the spring and right now, and, and we'll see how long it continues is firmly in the starting lineup I think is a testament to yeah maybe I mean maybe it's true that he's gotten a lot better over the last few months and and last few years as well it's it's amazing before the uh, I think after we saw the practice we, we were talking about this it's amazing to think that one of these seven receivers could, could finish seven. It's like the SEC West, right? Because we haven't mentioned Landon King.
0: No, um, well, he, he's, he's going to be going with the, uh, the rookies this evening. Well, I, I would say you've got to add more than seven because who was the – Camden, who was, Camden yeah, Brown. Yeah, I was going to say Camden Brown was the first name mentioned uh, when, when a question was asked about what new receiver
4: has really stepped up. That's true. That's before you even get into the freshman or dazzling worship. Who, who or, we or Coy. Who we yeah. Well, I, I got Coy in the seven because I was thinking. Yeah, that, but I mean, he was
0: he was the question was new receiver, right. and maybe he wasn't including the transfers. You know, maybe he was thinking freshman, and so I'll give you guys that weren't here in the spring or something like that. Right,
4: but Before you even get into Dazlin Worsham and the incoming true freshman, right? To think that between Shedrick Jackson, Chick Dawson, Malcolm Johnson Jr., Coy Moore. Zave Capers, Javarius Johnson, and Landon King. One of those guys is, you know, is probably going to finish seventh in the team in receiving yards because of the other six. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that's a, I mean, it's, it's an intriguing group of wide receivers. Some of them are similar to others. Some of them have pretty unique skill sets, uh, and, and how they decide to, uh, how they decide who's on the field and, and who can uh, help the team is, is something to watch for. Because, like you said, there's a ton of competition because I just named those seven. Those aren't the only yeah, you guys. Did, that,
0: you didn't list Jay Fair or Amari Kelly either, I, no, that, that's, or, that's or before, Worsham. Yeah, that's before you get into or true Camden freshman, Brown.
4: Before you get into the true freshman or Dazlin Worsum. And guys then there's JJ also, Evans. It's as,
0: intriguing that that he is he's here. He's still here. Uh There's a guy that that has a you know uh, an NFL receivers frame.
4: We just haven't, you know, we haven't seen him. I mean, r- roughly the same size as Zave Capers. Well, he's, he's thicker. And, and I and I think. I mean, he's bit, like
0: 20 pounds, 20, 25 pounds heavier. I think a
4: little bit, a little bit taller. Um, and yeah, you're right. He's he's listed as now like 30 pounds uh, heavier. No, a little bit shorter. Zave's, Zave's taller. Right. But uh, but no, you're right. They, they seem, I mean, J.J.'s a. Those are the big guys. The big, yeah. Land, Landon, Capers, and Evans are the three big guys. And J.J. Evans, who you've seen, I mean, th- this was a guy who was. Auburn's top in-state right. signee, yeah, one of you know one
0: of the all-time uh, leading receivers in Alabama high school history. But you know he's he's got a chance, but you know it, it, he needs he needs to do something now. All right, we've hit a few, but it's of, wide, but it's wide
4: open at wide receiver yeah. appropriately.
0: Uh, that's that's a few of the things we noticed. We're not done offensively though. Uh, We'll we'll hit some more of the highlights. If we get a chance, we'll let you hear some audio from today as well. We'd love to hear audio from you. Give us a call, 334-321-1390. Just underway here on the Friday Drive.
1: Time to churn up some more yardage on the Drive.
0: on the Kia of Auburn hotline. And, uh, let's, let's get one more offensive note out there because the first offensive line featured a, well, there were a couple of little, little changes, but one that was more than a small change. And that is a guy we've heard about all summer was out there with the ones.
4: That's right, Cam Stutz, mm-hmm. the senior guard who has been a reserve for much of his Auburn career, uh, running with the uh, first team in the spring and has continued uh, as a first-teamer as fall camp opens. The other four offensive linemen running with the first team, at least as far as we could tell. Nick Brahms, no surprise at center uh, with the number of career No, starts. and Killian,
0: Killian Zier wasn't a surprise at, at left tackle. And Keandre Jones started every game last no. year. But it was Austin Troxel at the right tackle. Remember, Austin missed uh, most of the spring, but uh, said he felt fine. Said he felt better than he has felt since he's been at Auburn.
4: Love, love seeing his attitude as far as still wanting to prove that he can have a great season as a college right. football player. Uh, he's he's got,
0: now he's yeah. a he's a talented guy. He really is. It's yeah. just being able to stay healthy and.
4: Get out there on the field, and that's a position where there's a real difference between having a 23 year old and having a 19 year old at that position. I mean that that you you do a lot of a lot of physical development you know, in in four or he's five pretty, years. He's he's developed pretty well. He he, re- he really has, and and I thought he had uh, some great answers. And I mm-hmm. do you like my question about the short yardage stuff? And, and oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think they uh, we might we might run that a little bit later in the show. But but the offensive line is is looking at Auburn's. Difficulties in short yardage last year as a, a real, uh, you know, a real they, sticking point. A yeah, really they're putting pretty
0: much yeah. on themselves. Point like they, have yeah. got something to prove. A point of emphasis all off season. Let's get to the Kia of Auburn hotline. And Matt is up first from Montgomery. Hey, Matt.
6: Hey guys. Uh, yeah, this is uh, this is good information. Now Carson was clear, or trying to make it clear that these wouldn't necessarily be the first team starters. It's right. just the people that have had the most experienced, so I guess there's some guys in the in the afternoon practice that could end up being uh, key contributors or maybe starters, right?
0: Yeah, I think so. Now, I'd say, yes, the guys that were out there first today were experienced players, but I would say probably the guys who had had the best summer, too, the leaders uh, through summer workouts. Because, you know, you look at, at Tavares Dawson, Chick. I mean, he's he's not as experienced as some guys – that, that were behind him today or this afternoon, but he has had, by all accounts, a great off season.
4: I don't want to be unfair to the people participating in the practice that's about to start by suggesting that people that practiced earlier today have an inside track to playing time. But at the same time, it didn't appear to be a strict... Rookies in the afternoon, Mm, new arrivals, you know, new arrivals in the afternoon, and and veterans. Well, but you don't, you wouldn't
0: have enough players if you went just rookies in the afternoon. But But you took, there, there were no starters. There are no, there are no folks that we had as starters. That weren't out there this
4: morning. You know, interesting that Coy Moore was out there this morning and won't be out there this afternoon, right? right? I mean, you, you get the feeling maybe they wanted to get him some work with players that are probably going to be on the field, uh, this fall. And, and so, yeah, I mean, you, 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 I wouldn't, I would, I would agree with the caller that there is a chance and a good chance that players Practicing later today could also vie for playing time at a couple of key spots, uh, especially so, in the secondary and and at receiver. But,
0: Keontae Scott is somebody. Now, remember, Keontae's only been in town for a week, so it makes a lot more sense for him to be out there with the the players that they're that are that are trying to learn and understand the system.
6: They do, um, I guess. Um, you know, you you guys will run through the defense later. I'd be curious to see who who was out there first at, at like safety and so forth, but. Um,
0: sure, I, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you right now, Craig okay. McDonald was not – I, 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 let me correct myself because Craig McDonald is someone that I could definitely project as a starter, right. but he got in late. He's had a little uh, ankle problem. I believe he's fine now, but he hasn't been able to go through all the summer workouts, so he'll be in the afternoon practice. So today it was Zion Puckett and Marquise Gilbert at the safeties with Donovan Kaufman at the nickel. Okay.
6: Be interesting to see what the offensive line in the late afternoon uh, would be, but um, a question I, I was curious. This is a little bit off the college football thing, and I'm sorry about that. But anyway, I guess you did. You guys watch uh, Stidham play last night? Good yeah, I, I saw.
4: I, I saw a decent amount of it. He looked pretty good. Didn't yeah, he? I mean, fight, fighting for a spot think, on that roster could be uh, could could be Derek Carr's backup potentially the this hair, year. The hair's grown a little. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a good look for him.
6: <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I'm, I'm pulling for him still. Do um, you guys think Cam Newton's done? I mean, is I guess if he's not in training camp,
4: with somebody yeah. maybe I, it's I, over. I, I, I think I think probably so. My alarm my alarm on Cam Newton has been going off for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, you know, even towards the end of the, I, I thought there was a chance after the Panthers let him go uh, that we'd seen the last of it because it's it, it's difficult to it, it's difficult to insert Cam into you know into an offense as a guy's backup. Because you know, it just it, it feels like you, you'd want to have someone running the same system. And Cam Newton is, is sort of a dynamic quarterback who has you know his own uh, system that works. But also, uh, yeah, I mean, just as, as the as the physical, you know, as as the injuries pile up and he gets a little bit older, you know, it's 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 tougher to be that Cam Newton. You know, you wonder if we'll ever see something quite like you know twenty ten to twenty sixteen Cam Newton at his absolute right physical peak. But that's couple of years ago now and, and uh, you know what, what what a run he had if, if he's played his last NFL game
0: appreciate the call Matt yeah we'll we'll uh, give you our thoughts on defense and then I'll tell you what I'll do I'll come back and and run through here's who should be practicing this afternoon that'll give you an idea on both offense and defense who's who'll be out there in about a half an hour right now we need to step aside for our bottom of the hour break love for you to join in again the number to get you through 334-321-1390 Here on the Friday Drive.
1: Now, more of The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com.
0: Welcome back into The Drive here on this Friday afternoon with Bill and Dan. How did we go a half an hour without... Without mentioning the top story from Auburn football today, from practice today. Shirts? Absolutely. Oh yeah, got mine. Absolutely. Got
4: my got my shirt. I, I mean didn't get a hat last year. I missed that. Well day. you weren't so, there. Yeah, you missed, have to be there. I missed that. Day. You have to attend. I, to, to I, I think these I things. went to every I think I went to every other No, you know what happened? He gave the hats at the practice during our show. That's why you were there and I oh, wasn't well, there. Oh well, maybe so. That's what happened. It was well. The, see, was they've before. now.
0: I mean, and I mentioned this to him yesterday. I, I didn't actually mean, mean to say it to him. I was thanking Kirk, sort of just sarcastically, just just joking when it was over. And Coach Harson was walking. out. Kirk was you know walking along with uh, with Coach Harson, and I said, Kirk, thanks for having this at a time where I could be this. And Harson turns and goes, "You're welcome." <laughs> I. L- I like his wit. Yeah, no, I I'm, I'm I do I'm a like fan. his. And, and I loved today when he, when we first get out there and we're like on the railing at the ramp at the end of the practice field, he comes by and he's like, Hey guys, how are you doing? And then he looked up and he said, No hats. But then he went, But we do have something for you. And Dana Marquez, Auburn's fabulous equipment. And man, he's so much more than just that um, guy. Comes comes up behind, and he's got Under Armour T-shirts for all the media, and and with and and Dana said this was all Brian Harson's idea. The T-shirts on the front are printed. I went to Auburn football practice, and all I got was this war damn T-shirt.
4: <laughs> I I love it. Social media's got a couple. You can find pictures of the of the shirts. You know, those babies are collector's items. Yeah, I'm keeping mine for uh, for the foreseeable future. But it's a yeah, pretty cool, uh, pretty cool little gesture. And and I'm not. I mean, I know the hat thing was a controversy last year, and there was no. To me, in my mind, there was no reason. I, I for think that, that it's it, it's a, a gesture to a you know, to show it's appreciation. Like, I mean, he 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 said it, and I think he means it. Hey, thanks, thanks for for uh, for being here and, and covering. And us. I'm not talking about myself when I say that. Like that, that's an industry and a, and a profession that doesn't always hear thanks from the people that they're covering right. or the people that consume their product uh to, to stay informed. And so yeah, I think it's cool when someone says thank you to a journalist, whether it's the subject that they're covering or uh listeners and fans. And and that's not that's not us fishing like I'm not fishing for compliments here. I'm no. just saying like I think that's a that's a cool thing that uh-huh. you know you know would be great? Is if it wasn't special and it wasn't news? Oh yeah. When something like that happened, when a coach well, says it should, it like, should it, it, be, it would be great if yeah. It was, if it, it was so commonplace in the industry, not. And again, I'm not talking about bribes. You know, we're talking about. We're, we're, Why would that make? I mean, it, it. I'm. I'm sorry. I mean, I know
0: that this. This isn't the. uh uh, generally, it's not the profession that everybody's, you know, going to be able to retire in a couple of years after doing it. But it's not like a cap or a T-shirt is going to make that much difference, right? In my, ma- I can I can find something to cover my head. Sure, I can find something to wear over my upper torso and without, if, you know, having to rely on on Auburn athletics. And
4: members of the media were free to uh, to, re- to reject the gift if they didn't feel comfortable or give or, it away or yeah, exactly or, or you know, pass it along and chair. There's, organizations, there, you don't stores. think there's a fan out there that wouldn't yeah, mind hundred, having those? Some caps. Under, underprivileged Auburn fan yeah. would love a hat like that. So, no, I, th- I thought it was a it was a, 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 a funny gesture uh, today. I, I loved it, and, now, and a have, reaction to something that I thought was just completely silly. I have a suggestion for uh,
0: for for Coach Harson that they ought to continue doing these shirts, and anytime someone comes to practice, but I would do, I would, I would tweak it just a tiny bit. I would make the I went to an in very small print so that from a distance you saw Auburn football war damn, and when you got close, then you'd see the I went to an Auburn football
4: practice, and all I got was this war damn t-shirt. The don't Tex- you think? Don't you play, think? Play a game don't with you Texas. Think, I think, think so that be my, great. You know, you know, my suggestion for the shirt is um, the back of the shirt needed the fall football schedule like a touring schedule for a concert, like for a, like the way oh, that, the, okay. way that yeah. a, the way that a concert tour will uh-huh. have every date, you know, on the, on the, uh, on the back, I think that the the Auburn football shirt should have had well, the every, back of the shirt could just have a cap being tossed. Yeah, you could have it. Well, no, but you've got because there's different different activities <laughs> scheduled for the next right. two weeks or so. You got the scrimmage. Uh, what well, when's the first scrimmage? Week from Saturday? Yes, next Saturday. Now that's the only next scrimmage Saturday. we have on the docket, right? Well, yeah, because the the the, the
0: practice after classes has started hasn't been released yet. So they'll they will.
4: I'm sure there will be at least one other scrimmage. Right, the schedule we've been given ends with the beginning right. of classes. First day of class on, on the 16th on Tuesday, the 16th, mm-hmm. and there is a scrimmage the weekend before. Right. That uh, that, that practice, along with, uh, and and yeah, along with uh, quite media, a few media more access. media opportunities. Yeah, yeah.
0: We, we really appreciate. it. All right, so I've wasted enough time. Let's get into the defensive thoughts from today. Absolutely. Uh, because let me jump in here first. Auburn has. A an enviable stable of big athletic guys. First time we've seen Jeffrey Imba and Jason Jones, we got to see up
4: close. Both of those guys can really move. Yeah. I mean no, it's it's a it's an embarrassment of riches on the defensive line for a team that, you know, especially when you think about a team that isn't coming off a banner year yeah. or anything like that, and it's not like it's a bunch of new arrivals. I mean, yes, Jones and Mba have joined, but I mean, what's what's significant is that you were able to get Jones and Mba to go into a room that already had go, go nuts. But I mean, Colby Wooden, who's I mean, he's, man, he's great. Yeah, we need we need more time with Colby. He's, Wooden. he's um, he is somebody who looks. What a, what a great personality! Looks ready, and ready for Roga, the NFL, he ready. and he is an, a tremendous ambassador for the program, and somebody who's very easygoing and uh, and and something that, that stood out to me because, and again, it it could have been performative. I have a feeling this wasn't. I have a feeling this is actually it, it wasn't because the media was around. Oh no! As a, ma- as a matter Wait.
0: of fact, everybody that's ever had a chance to talk to him said that's him but all did, the time. Did
4: you notice how involved defensively, especially? The veteran players were yes. in telling guys how to do things mm-hmm. and coaching. I, I, it stood out to me with uh, with Nehemiah and Jalen uh, when they were on the sidelines, constantly talking to J.D. Rim and the other defensive backs that the other corners. Well, by the way,
0: J.D. Rim's got a familiar number. He's wearing uh, the, the, that number Roger McCreary wore Does, a year ago. Twenty three
4: doesn't look like a true freshman. No, he but doesn't. Let's, let's, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll give J.D. Rim the old don't be surprised. Mm-hmm. And last year it was tough for true freshmen to get on the field. JD I mean there could be there could be some playing time for JD Rim we'll see Oh
0: yeah I, th- I think he's a guy it'll be
4: interesting to see if he get more of it at Nickel or at corner. But I saw Because he's he's he worked at both. It was I mean and even even times where I could hear DJ James. I could hear what Jalen was saying to him, but there was yeah, just constant coaching from Jalen and from Nehemiah to the other defensive backs, Colby and the and the veteran defensive linemen and, and I mean Eku and, and Derek as well. I mean mm-hmm. we've heard we've heard about the kind of leadership. Oh man, they were, got. they were
0: they were they were spending plenty of time with Dylan Brooks. And Marcus Bragg, who was an edge feels today, practiced with the edges. Today. Feels like
4: especially on defense, there are clear cut leaders yes. on, on this team at different positions that are ready to and, and not not it, it's it's significant because these are guys, all of whom could have left. Well, all, all of whom, four of the
0: guys we spoke to today, um came back and didn't, and didn't have to. And there are other players that we've taught, you know, Derek and, 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 and other players. Th- that's what gives you that there, there could be something here. If things, if things start clicking because these guys came back. With a purpose,
4: Colby Wooden talked about being bothered by the losing record last yep. year first time he's so ever did had. Owen first time he's ever had one, Owen Papo talked about not well, and for Owen, it must have been even more difficult because he wasn 't able to be right. out there you know Owen had to watch from the sidelines yeah, he,
0: he talked about uh, you know having to take himself out
4: because he was hurting the team right i mean that that 's a uh, yeah, I, I was I was struck by I had to leave before Owen actually went up there, but I was struck by a lot of the stuff Owen said uh, in in hearing uh, his remarks. But the uh, yeah, I mean the guy the upperclassmen that could have decided to leave either to go play college football somewhere else or to begin pro careers. I mean they're going to be the depth is great, but the depth is great because you have these incredible players that will. The plan is they will they will miss very little of the playing time on defense. Six or seven guys that you've got, maybe more that you've got as as tent poles at different spots on defense that could could lead to a pretty special unit. Yeah, I mean up front, I mean your start the the first group
0: we saw today was Colby, Marcus Harris, Jason
4: Jones. And then the next group. was... Yeah, Z- I can't believe it took us this long to mention Marcus Harris, who also yeah. looks who also looks great. Oh, he does, looks great. Well, they,
0: they yeah. I mean, as a group, yeah. that defensive front. That's what I said. It it is. It's wow. I don't know that I can recall Auburn being this deep because the second group was Zykevius Walker, uh, Jeffrey Emba, and Marquise Burks. So I mean, there's six right there, and that and so that leaves for this evening session, Jeremiah Wright. Uh, Morris Joseph, Marquise Robinson, and E.J. Slade. and there's, I mean, Jeremiah. I mean, there. So you got
4: ten. Jeremiah Wright, who, the the little wry smile from Jeff Schmetting yesterday when he was asked about Jeremiah Wright because the typo said that Jeremiah was still right. on the offensive line, and someone asked Jeff Schmetting about it at the end of the the press conference, and and yeah, the little the little little wry smile that now yeah, Jeremiah's not just a defensive lineman. <laughs> He's a defensive lineman that there could be plans for uh, this uh, this season. Although, like receiver, it's it's an it, it's a good problem, but trying to figure out who plays and oh, when with with this with you, this much talent is. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be a tough thing to sort out.
0: Remember, I I asked um, Schmetting how many defensive linemen can Ball, he play ballpark? Yeah, and he was like, well, again, okay, I said ballpark,
4: oh eight nine. Yeah, 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 six six to eight or nine, and like I mean, even I mean, there are times. There, there are coaches in college football that would love. 6 They'd love
0: to have six guys that they could count on not tripping over their feet, getting yeah. on the field.
4: And I mean, you you reduce to to cut Auburn's defensive line rotation to six. Well, we
0: had I just I mentioned there were six in the morning session yeah. that didn't include Jeremiah Wright.
4: Yeah, there's a, there are or talented, the senior transfer Morris Joseph. Yes, there are talented players. Or that, Marquise Robinson, or Marquise who was Robinson. who was talented enough to play as, a little bit as a true freshman a year ago. Yeah. I mean, they're they're or or Sledge, yeah. Who's who's a a true freshman now? Who's a true freshman now, but is somebody who physically would would fit in, you know, on the defensive line for a lot Mm -hmm. of teams. So uh, yeah, that that's another position where it's uh, it's it's interesting to see how they how they decide to divvy up the playing time, how it shakes out and who is, uh, who's uh, who's in and who's out. We'd love for you to join in in a little
0: while. Um, maybe next hour I'll, we'll run down all the players that should be out there for the second session as they're uh, co- calling it rookie, even though there are some vets that are involved. But we'd love to hear from you. Anything you want to talk about sports-wise, uh, we'll continue sort of giving you our thoughts and impressions from day one of Auburn football, and we'll let you hear some of the audio as well. So stick with us here on The Friday Drive. Are you ready
7: for the crazy? It's Crazy Casboys one-year anniversary. It's Crazy Casboys back-to-school sale. It's Crazy Casboys Crazy Savings. 2510 Peppel Parkway, Opelika, Alabama. Don't miss it. Crazy savings on everything you need for back-to-school. Come see us in Opelika.
1: Let's get back to the drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into
0: The Drive here on this Friday afternoon, final segment of hour number one with Bill and Dan. And again, uh, we'd love for you to join in. Anything you want to talk about sports-wise, you want to talk some football, uh, we can talk a little basketball with Auburn getting ready to take on um, a much more experienced Israeli team on Sunday.
4: That's right. Excited to, uh, excited to see what Auburn can do against the, uh, the Israeli national team on uh, Sunday. That's a team that's going to be uh, largely in the, in the same group that's going to be in the uh, Eurobasket tournament. Uh, next month, uh, to uh, you know, for, for uh, in, in Germany, that that's where they're playing the EuroBasket. But yeah, you know, I want to see what Auburn. It's going to be much less of a mismatch than the U twenty nine or the U nineteen uh, game against the Auburn Tigers was. So yeah, I think it should be a, a you know, more more spirited competition, and uh, should be uh, should, should be good to see what what Auburn can do against a, a group like you said that's a little bit more talented than the one they faced a couple of days ago.
0: Let's get back to the Kia of Auburn Hotline, and Russell is up next. Hey Russell.
8: Bill and Dan, long time no speak. How are you guys? Yeah, man, doing fine. Good to hear from you, Russell. Hey, um, I just want to talk a little bit about football. I I know a lot of people have concerns in a lot of different areas. Um, My main concern is offensive line. Um, and, And it's weird to say that when you've got eight people coming back on the offensive line you know, I don't know if it's six or eight or however many of them are lot. seniors or super seniors yep. with 121 starts and all that. Normally that's a recipe to have a good to great offensive line, but it's not going out on the limb to say that they've underperformed. And to be able to sit here and say that we need this offense to go through Tank Bigsby, well, for Tank Bigsby to do anything, he's got to have more than two yards per carry, which is what he averaged against good SEC competition last year mm-hmm. when you're talking about Alabama, Georgia, and Texas A&M and defensive lines like that. So I'm looking forward to seeing how much. And I know Brian Harson came out yesterday and said that they've improved physically and and mentally and chemistry-wise and all that stuff, but it's one of those things that you've got to show me before I believe it. And obviously Mercer and San Jose State are not going to be up to the level of a Penn State or an LSU, but you know, those first not. five games, those first five games are going to be very interesting to see how much, if any, the offensive line has improved. And you know, I know a lot of people say wide receiver, but you know, you give Calzada or TJ Finley or somebody time to throw in the pocket. I have faith that we can find some wide receiver skill position is. Not as much of a worry for younger guys and things like that. Offensive line in the SEC is a totally different ballgame. So you've got to be able to dominate up front, whether it's on offense or defense. Of course, depth on defense would be my only concern. I think that the starting defense is going to be fine. But if what? injuries happen, it's going to be a question mark. And... Let's just, let's, let's cross our fingers and hope that something has come together and Will Friend can possibly work some magic with some of these guys. Cause I think the talent is there. I think the size is there. Can they really put it together and show that they've improved over the last two or three years? Cause some of these guys have been on the offensive line for now two, three, four years that they should be, they should be at a level now to where they can compete. And so that would be my biggest question mark on this football team is what can the offensive line show as far as improvement goes? Mm-hmm. And I appreciate Y'all taking my call. Y'all have a good one.
0: Appreciate the call, Russell. And we talked to, yeah, we were talking to Austin Troxell about this. Austin brought up a couple of very good points. I mean, people need to keep in mind, again, can Austin stay healthy and play? Nobody has ever questioned Austin Troxell's athletic ability. I mean, he is he's, he's talented enough to be a a at more than solid SEC offensive tackle, he mentioned Killian Zier. You know hasn't played that much, and he said, you know, I haven't really played that much. And you know, it's he he was talking about feeling better than he ever has. If Auburn's got, if Auburn can get good play out of those guys inside the interior, is where again I said it. I've said it many times. That was a concern for me a year ago. Was getting that push creating openings you've got you know you've got to be able to get some yards between the tackles you can't try to do it all around you know around the outside yeah, I mean,
4: and when you look at the projected starting five or at least the, the the five that were we're running with the first team today i mean nick Brahms has a ton of career starts to his name you know he's, he's been starting at center yep. you know since since the middle of the 2018 season, he should season. know. He should he should be able to make the right call, right? Is Nick first first thing. Nick Broms is somebody who's been in the system a very long time, and he's been in the starting lineup a very long time. Outside of him, um, I mean, Cam Stutz doesn't have a career start.
0: No, he doesn't. Keandre just sort of moved into the starting
4: role a year ago, and he started every game last year. And I don't know if Keandre Jones was necessarily. I mean, I mean, yes, at times interior. Uh, I mean, you said you know the. Short yardage is often an issue of interior offensive line and well, the, the guard play. I mean, you know, Brandon Council was hurt right last year, and Deshaun Manning was in and out of the lineup right. as well. And you had um and and you had Brandon Council. Yeah, you'd, like like you said, you had Brandon Council dealing with injuries, and Keanu Jones had never played. He was he was yeah. stepping into to action, really his first substantial action. And even Austin Troxel and Killian Zier don't have that many career starts. No, that's right. As offensive linemen. so I can understand why you would look at. A lot of the same faces back, or a lot of the same names in the mix for playing time, and think it's going to be the same results as before. These, I mean, this is a different offensive line. If it's the five that we saw working with the first team mm-hmm. earlier today, well, I'm not counting Brandon Council from from pushing for a starting spot somewhere. No, but but the the idea of Cam Stutz and Ke- and, and Keandre Jones, uh, a pair of uh, big. Physically yeah, impressive it's a pair guards. of three hundred and forty pounders yeah. at guard, which which for a team that wants to uh, you know the, the wants to uh, you know emphasize physical dominance mm-hmm. in the run game, it, it helps if you have a couple of guards that size uh, push, pushing people back. I right, appreciate the call, Russell. We're just about out of time for hour number one. Uh, if we
0: can, we'll let you hear some audio in the second hour, and uh, and yeah, we'll we'll look at the players that are out there. In just a couple of minutes, going through practice number two for Auburn. We're halfway through here on the Friday Drive. Come on in and join us.
1: 4AR Auburn, WGCC HD3 Waverly, Auburn Opelika's Sports Leader, ESPN 106.7, a broadcast service of Auburn Network Incorporated. This is Center.
2: I'm Doug Brown with breaking news. Dodgers lefty Clayton Kershaw goes on the injured list with lower back pain. Kershaw had to leave his start against the Giants on Thursday. The Russian Foreign Minister, Sergei Lavrov, says today Russia is ready to talk privately about a prisoner swap that could include Phoenix Mercury Center, Brittany Griner. With Deshaun Watson's six-game suspension now under appeal by the NFL, ESPN's Jeff Darlington says Watson may be able to start in the season opener, referring back to Ezekiel Elliott's appeal in 2017.
9: Ultimately, it was not until, I think, October 17th that he withdrew his appeal. And started to serve a suspension. So it is very possible, is my point here, that Deshaun Watson could still be under center week one for the Cleveland Browns if this does go through the legal system.
2: Jeff Darlington on J and Max. Cardinals running backs coach James Saxon goes on paid administrative leave while he waits for a court date on domestic battery charges. He faces two counts from an incident in Indianapolis back in May.
1: ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. If you're a renter, make sure you're protected. Renter's Insurance includes options that cover stolen property, personal injury, and living expenses if your place is damaged. Quote Renter's Insurance at Progressive.com. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. <laughs> The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email thedrive at ESPNAU.com.
0: Welcome in to hour number two of The Drive here on this Friday afternoon, Bill and Dan. And, uh, we hope you'll join us. Hope everybody, uh, having a good Friday afternoon, getting ready for the weekend. It's going to be another hot one, but that's the way it is. It is August <laughs> here in Alabama. And who was it? I guess it was, um, uh, yeah, it was Kobe Wooden. Kobe Wooden talking about, I've been to Texas, California. I thought he was going to, you know, break into, I've been everywhere. You know, he's talking about all the, the, uh, states that you think of when you think of heat. And he said, but ain't nothing like Alabama.
4: He could do uh, Rockin' Me Baby, right? He's been to yeah. uh, Phoenix, Arizona, be, yeah. all the way to Tacoma. And no, it, it, is, uh, it was a very hot day. And as we pointed out, I mean, Auburn is looking at a situation where the Penn State game will be at two thirty, third third week of the season. Mm-hmm. There's a chance if both teams start the season with momentum that the LSU game is a 2.30 game on CBS. If both teams yeah, are hot to right. start the year, You're right. you, you could be playing two of the most important games of your season in the September-slash-very-early-October heat of Auburn, Alabama in the middle of the daytime. And so I could understand why they would want uh, to... uh uh, they, they would want uh, to to get the team acclimated to that as best they can uh, and and while being as safe as possible. Uh, but at the, yeah, but it's a uh, it was it was it was hot and uh, those players were, uh, were were relieved when when it, well the
0: thing over. is there were no clouds. I mean it's not just the heat. It was you know bright sunshine heat no breeze uh, anything. Day one of Auburn football practice yesterday was the report day. Today, first day of practice, one practice in the books. The second practice just getting underway. We'll preview that practice. We can look back at the first one. We got to watch about 20 minutes of that um, as we head into hour number two here on the Friday Drive. And hour number two of the drive brought to you as usual by the good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care with locations at Auburn and Opelika on the web at orthoclinic.com. And we welcome your calls, questions, comments on the Kia of Auburn hotline. Kia of Auburn, where you're always
4: number one. And the number to get you through is 334-321-1390. You can also text the show, 334-564-1840. 3, 3, on the Drive text box presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. You can also catch the podcast of The Drive anywhere you listen to your podcasts uh, with the uh, also uh, presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. And briefly, wanted to point out, we're not going to talk that much baseball today. Too much other stuff going on. Huge pair of Major League Baseball games on ESPN 106.7 this Absolutely, that you can hear right here. You, you can hear Mets Braves tomorrow. You can hear Dodgers Padres on Sunday. And if you're looking for something to listen to this weekend, I would encourage you to tune in to ESPN 106.7 for so, ESPN Radio's coverage of Major League Baseball. You know,
0: when, when we were talking about that the other day, I had not realized that Mets Braves is a four-game series. And, of course, the Braves dropped the first one last night. So, I mean, this is, this is a very important, these are very important games. I mean, I know it's August, uh, and, and, you know, you, you hear this way, you can't. You can't win a division or a pennant this time. You you can hurt yourself if you're going head to head with the team that's ahead of you, and, and you have a bad series.
4: Expanded playoff field too, so there's a little bit less urgency. Oh, yeah, we're not talking true. about four teams. You know, and it, it's six teams are going to get but in. But you but you'd much rather be you know. You want to play an elimination game yeah. in your building and not and not, and not theirs. You mm-hmm. know, especially you know in, in uh, uh, with with the uh, with with the different factors that can that can uh, come up in uh, playoff baseball. Did you mention so, yeah. the uh, Sunday game? Uh, that's a uh, Padres Dodgers, right. yeah. We're, we're going to have that one as well. Uh, so, yeah, pair of uh, pair of great games in the uh, National League this weekend. You can catch right here on ESPN 106.7. and uh, so, ba- so let's... back to football. I just no, wanted no, to briefly no, no. mention that's, the yeah, you know, absolutely pressing the, the... Major League baseball news of the day. Yeah, aside um, from Kershaw getting hurt. Well, yeah, no comment. That's, but that's
0: a that's a yearly that's a yearly. I'm happening. here to I'm here to talk about Auburn football. Yeah, well, you know, I'm i i I'm, I, I'm not going to sympathize too. I'm you know too much I've I've gone through that uh, many many times in the past. All right, yeah, so earlier today most of the veterans were out on the practice field and it looked like you know Auburn's pretty much going to split things up evenly so that they have enough players for for practice at most positions. I say most in that I don't know really who is available to work outside on the defensive front because we saw all four scholarship edges working this morning. And that's probably because why would you have a practice with only Derek Hall and Echo Leota at the edge and not have players who don't have as much experience under the you know under the Auburn system? Not able to learn how to do things from those two. I mean, I think that's why you wanted to have all four, not just two this morning, two this evening. Because as and and obviously not taking any anything away from Rock, uh, Coach Bell and Tony, everybody loves him. But to have his coaching and then the leadership of Derek Hall and Eku letting Dylan Brooks and Mar- and Marcus Bragg, who's not a youngster, but he's. You know, a newcomer to Auburn, seeing how they handle themselves, I think that's very important for guys to to see how other players
4: are practicing and how it should be done. Oh no, absolutely! I think uh, it, uh, Schmetting was asked about uh, Jeff Schmetting was asked about the role models that Ecu Ecu and Derek Hall can be for younger players, and, and he mentioned you know how how important it is to have guys that that aren't just so talented. Uh, it's also about having guys that can show people the right way to do things, uh, mm-hmm. both, both big picture and and little details. And Derek's talked about how detail oriented his coaches are, and uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm sure they appreciate having someone like Derek Hall uh, to show his teammates uh, the uh, the right way to get it done. Uh,
0: so so on. So of the players that'll be out there this afternoon, we we talked this morning. Auburn had T.J. Finley, Zach Calzada and six receivers that were out there. The first three were Shedrick Jackson, Malcolm Johnson, and uh, Tavarish Dawson. The other three, the next three, were were Zavian Capers, um, Javarish Johnson, and Coy Moore. So that means this afternoon you've got Robbie Ashford and Holden Gurner at quarterback, and the receivers will be uh, Camden Brown, Jay Fair, uh, Daz Worsham, along with uh J.J. Evans, um to, to, to who am i leaving out um jj Evans, oh landon king obviously and amari kelly so i mean still six more scholarship receivers for those two uh quarterbacks to work with jordan ingram and incoming freshman damari austin are working with the uh um more inexperienced players this afternoon the offensive lineman well the and the only tied in that wasn't out there this morning was michael riley ducker um so he'll be he'll be out there this afternoon along with uh, the 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 linemen uh that weren't there this morning uh w- would be Garner Langlow, Colby Smith, Brendan Coffee. I believe at the uh, um and and well it'd be interesting to see I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Coffee and and uh, Smith as the tackles. Langlow got a lot of work at both guard and tackle this spring. Um EJ Harris, uh, Avery Jernigan, Jalil Irvin will be the other offensive lineman, other scholarship lineman out there this afternoon. The, uh, on the defense, again, a wealth of riches along the defensive front because Auburn still has Jeremiah Wright, Morris Joseph, the, uh, the Memphis transfer, Marquise Robinson, um, Tabiccio Coley, and Aniche Sledge all on the defensive front that'll be out there in addition to some walk-ons. Uh, linebackers who didn't work this morning uh, would include um, Joko Willis, who Jeff Schmetting yesterday said will get some work at the edge, said he's sort of going to be a hybrid-type player. Powell Gordon, who Owen Papo mentioned and mentioned his athleticism today and seemed pretty high on on, on the Auburn product, uh, along with uh, other incoming freshmen, Robert Woodyard and Cam Brown. Uh, in the secondary uh they'll, they'll still have Keontae Scott the nation's top junior college corner who's just been in town for a few days along with uh Austin Osberry and AD Diamond and uh then at, at uh at safety Craig McDonald who's been banged up a little bit uh he and Caleb Wooden, who was so so good this spring so there's there's some talent and there's some guys that are that are working this afternoon that will get playing time, and some of them significant playing time this fall.
4: Right, that's why I didn't want to read too much into uh, the, uh, the the absences from this morning, and 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 who, uh, you know, other than the first year players wasn't there, and and why certain first year players were there, uh, because there is still competition, you know, in in the uh, th- throughout the roster. At these sort at these sort of spots, but um, yeah, I think there are a couple obvious names as far as players that are going to participate. We imagine are going to participate in the uh, in, in the second practice uh, later today, uh, who will uh, who will vie for playing time on the uh, on, on the field.
0: Let's get to the Kia of Auburn hotline again three two one thirteen ninety and Brett is up first. Hey Brett.
6: Hey, uh, the transfer that came in, Joseph. Uh, the year before last, he had seven-and-a-half sacks at Memphis. Mm-hmm. Do you think he'll play the Kobe Wooden position like a yes. backup there? Is that where, where you would slot him?
0: Yeah, I would think so. Again, I haven't seen him line up, but that's just that. Watching some video on him, that looks like uh, where he's likely uh, to slot.
6: Yeah. And on uh, troxville um th- th- Do you think that he'll be better playing right tackle? I mean, he looked like he was overmatched at times at left tackle. He just didn't have the uh, quickness, I didn't think. Don't you think he can be better at right
4: tackle? I think right tackle is where he's he's belonged all along. uh, He he said, uh, when we were talking to him earlier today, he said he's been told to stay ready and available at both tackle spots, but he does seem pretty comfortable as the right tackle if Auburn can keep Killian in the game Mm -hmm. at, at left tackle.
6: Okay, and Dan, don't worry about it, it's August 5th, Kershaw gets three weeks off, (laughs) saves that arm, and then then he gets about 25 days, I think the last game, September 30th, that arm will be fresh by the time the playoffs come around. 27 wins out of the last 32, I believe, Dan, I think we're on a roll.
4: I think 2022 is the year for the boys in blue. Let, let, the, let the Padres peak too early, and the, and the, Dodgers, will, the Dodgers will be waiting in October. Young,
0: younger son, in uh, uh, Kershaw's multiple uh, I.L. stints, which everyone knew would inevitably happen, is exactly why you should have let him go
4: for the perfect game earlier this year. Oh, that's crazy talk. That's <laughs> crazy talk. Hey, not a problem. By the end of the year, Kershaw will be back throwing on
6: the hill Acuna will be sitting
0: on the sidelines as usual. Out. Uh, I wouldn't right. say I wouldn't. I don't. I didn't think. I don't think that. <laughs> I don't think that Matt meant that negatively. I think he's just saying, you know, you never know. Clayton is is. I mean, he is going to uh, have to take a break
4: or two during the season. Sure, and he'll be and he'll be all the better for it if he's available. He will.
0: In, in, in the uh, then then I mean, but then then you then you hold your breath in the postseason. Yeah, you'll see see what happens. Oh, well, he did get the he did get the World Series. I know. During, so. I know. Is, but it was it was the COVID year. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> it still counts. 334-321-1390. 3, 3, 3, 1, about a quarter after. You want to see if we can? Uh, you want to run a little bit of Brian audio?
4: Yeah, run run some Harson from yeah, yesterday. we'll uh, I,
0: I, we'll get to our first break here of hour number two. Love for you to join in here on the Friday drive.
1: Live on The Drive. (laughs) The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com.
0: Welcome back into the Friday Drive with Bill and Dan. And you can join us... As you just heard on the Kia of Auburn Hotline three three four three two one thirteen ninety, while we've got a little bit of time, I thought in case you didn't hear some of the uh, comments from Brian Harson, we'll give you some of his opening. Now I skipped past the band camp, or should I should I have run that as well? I mean, you don't get to hear. We mentioned that yesterday, right? You don't right? get to hear
4: enough of the crowd to make the band. All camp you hear comment is the laugh. You hear some laughing. You hear Brian Harson's reaction to it but but yeah, he, I mean
0: because he came yeah he came in and just uh, was was wanting to know who all had been through camp and you know quite a few hands went up from high school and you know things like that and and then Ben Adirondo said band camp
4: And and Brian Harson just you know laughed and said I'm speaking to the band next week. All right, but after that we got some AUMB on the Auburn beat. Oh yeah, we we did. Nathan Nathan King, I believe, was uh, was AUMB as well. So I've still I still got my constellation trombone at the house too. Absolutely. I mean,
0: it's gone through a couple of generations of uh, you know with all 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 of us have played it. But then Brian Harson after yeah yeah. gave the reason for why he had he had sort of uh, asked about having gone through camp, and uh, gave some other, um, you know, pre-start of practice thoughts.
9: It's important to know that. And this is all leading up to school. So 6 a.m., they'll wake up. The GAs are there to help them with that. Training room treatment begins at 6 to 7. Uh, 6.30 to 7.15, the coaches are in going through scripts. Breakfast is 6.45 to 7.45, 7 o'clock to 7.50. The vets are in there for the first practice taping, getting ready. There's a staff meeting, 7.30 to 7.50, just to make sure that we're all prepared for practice. A team meeting at 8 to 8.15, all right? Following that, we talk tackling and targeting and rules. And then we have a special teams meeting, 8.35 to 8.45. We have an install meeting, all right, for O and D, 8.50 to 9.35. Then we go out there and do a walkthrough called Class on the Grass before the first practice. And then we have the veterans, All right. That group will have the first practice of the day. That'll be in helmets. That's 1030 to 1215. The rookies and selected vets are going to lift. They'll come out kind of towards the end of the practice so we can address everybody. There's lunch. There's a little bit of time in between from lunch to when um, we get back together. But the rookies and that second practice, they'll start getting taped and ready. We have a little window in there uh, for coaches, for recruiting. Then we jump right into a special teams meeting with the rookies and selected vets for that second practice. We have a practice meeting with everybody from 3.15 to 4, and then we have the second practice from 4.20 to 6.15. All right, now, the vets are going to lift during that time, so they already practice in the morning. We'll all get together at the end, and then we have dinner. All right, coaches are watching film during dinner time, 6 to 7.30. Staff meeting for special teams, 7.10 to 7.25. Team meeting, 7.35 to 7.45. Special teams, 7.50 to 8.05. Then we have position meetings and a walkthrough at the end of the evening. And then treatment and snacks, training room, curfews at 10.45, and then we do it all over again. All right, so for the next 10 days, that's the schedule that our guys are going to go through. And it's training camp for a reason. I mean, everything that we're doing over the course of this next month is all to get prepared for the season. We're putting everything in. We're talking about the rules. We're talking about uh, situations. We're going through just about everything that will come up, at least we hope. Uh, We're hitting most of those things, and that's what we're going to be focused on. So what these guys are getting into, like today, I mean, as guys show up, they've been doing this. We're going to – you know, we got seniors on this squad that this will be their last time to get a chance to do this here. And – you know, for us it's a it's a big day. So opening day to get everybody here, make sure everybody's good, and then we start practice on Friday because right now everybody's zero zero. All right, nobody's won a game, nobody's played a game, and you know, our opportunity is right in front of us. So what we do in training camp is gonna be extremely important, all right, to our success for the rest of the season. So know what these guys are doing. School starts on the sixteenth, and I say that because I don't think anybody, you know, if you haven't been through it, it's hard to appreciate all right, the day to day grind. That these guys go through and I know the NFL players you get to see it on some hard knocks and different things like that but you know for coaches and players to lock in and really come together and build that chemistry through the game of football spend this much time together uh, it's a really really important time and there's a lot of stuff there's you know this is talking season while we're practicing and all that there's all the speculation of what could happen and what everybody thinks until you actually go out there and play and that's the beauty of playing is you get to settle the score in the arena all right. You don't talk about it. You get to go out there and actually play. So all this work that we're doing and what our guys have been doing since January, it's all going to come together. Uh, and hopefully that shows up on September 3rd and we go out there and play. And then, you know what, from that point on, we're, we're into the season. So I'm proud of our guys for the work they put in. I'm excited about where this team is at. I've said that and I really mean that, too. I like this squad. I was telling my wife last night because we're talking about, you know, here's another season that, that we have a chance to be a part of and you know, just where this team is at and what they've been through and, and the things that we've done to get to where we are right now. I'm excited about this squad. We've got a lot of work to do, a lot of things to prove. Um, most spots are open for competition. Our guys know that. And and they're going to go out there and compete, but they're also going to help each other out. Uh, they're going to bring value to whatever their role is. Uh, they're going to bring value to the teammates and the coaches. And then you know, we'll go out there and make the decision of who the starters are going to be, but Everybody on this team is going to help us win. And that's a message I want to make sure they understand. Everybody on this team, you may not think so. Other people may not think so. The guy waving the towel on the sideline, they don't know that he was the scout team linebacker that week, all right, playing whoever um, against a really good defense that we're probably going to face. They're really important to our success, and they matter. All right, and all these guys, and I say this too, all these guys going through this for three, four, five years, there's a reason why when they leave here they're going to be successful. They're not afraid to grind. They know how to work, and they can push themselves. So through the game of football, we're developing a lot more than just you know wins on the football field. We want that. We'll get that. Um, I know this team's capable of it, but that's that's what camp is all about. So we're going to talk about those things tonight. Um, we're going to recognize some guys' accomplishments through the summer. Um, academically, guys finished up well, so proud of those guys in those areas. Had a few guys get married. Some other things happened along the way, and so we'll recognize that. i got the seniors coming over to my house tonight, and uh, they get a chance to hear Ronnie Brown, all right, share a little knowledge uh, with those guys. And so we're going to have a great time, and then we'll get ready to go tomorrow, and we're into that schedule I just told you.
0: Brian Harson, uh, that was yesterday.
9: And, uh,
0: yeah, just giving you an idea of what the daily grind really involves there
4: for, uh, for, for Auburn football. Right, and and he's um, when he answered some questions, he, you know, he, he talked a little bit more about the roster and, and right. sort of spots and players that had impressed him. But yeah, an opening statement, sort of uh, g- giving folks an idea of what the next couple of weeks could be like, and, and we're going to be able to uh, uh, to provide you guys, you know, quite a bit of coverage because uh, that there are quite a few media opportunities over the next just uh, about couple every weeks. day. Yeah, I mean, we, we'll be able to uh, to see some practice uh, and, and very little of it. Shout out to uh, whoever made made this decision uh, in the uh, in, in in the in the department, but very little of it conflicts with the drive. Unlike last year, where it felt like every day there'd be a viewing window during our show, or you know we, we would have. And I I don't think that was the reason they changed. No, the, no, thing. no. I
0: mean, but I I I was hoping he'd sort of address maybe adjusting the schedule a little, a little bit because of the. The weather here in East Alabama, because you know last year they were practicing in four, we talked about it a little yesterday four o 'clock is hotter as as crazy as it was out there today it 's hotter right now I mean, we have, than, and more oppressive than it was at eleven
4: We have four viewing windows next week, all of them in the morning mm-hmm. uh, w- without uh, you know w- without any any sort of conflict with the show. in fact, the thing going on right now, the uh, media viewing window. Uh, during uh, during the rookie practice is the only thing scheduled for the afternoon. That's really an issue for you know, there would be an issue for for us to attend. There's a evening uh, scrimmage uh, with uh, Brian harson uh, talking to the media in the uh, eight o'clock hour on you know l- later in this fall practice. Mm-hmm. That's next Saturday. But we're right? gonna be able yeah. But we're gonna be able to uh, to to go to a lot of the stuff and uh, and talk to. Really looking forward to next week. Uh, the offensive and defensive position coaches are, are going to sit down with us in the rain room, and, and we'll be able to get all kinds of stuff from a couple of guys that we uh, don't get to talk to very often.
0: Well, and, uh, you know, I heard today uh, that uh, someone who was there that, uh, that's covering multiple schools said Alabama is only, they're not allowing the media to watch any, not even the warm-up stretches or anything like that. They're, they're just getting b roll. That the university will send out. So I mean, uh, the 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 Auburn beat should be very appreciative yep. for what for what we're getting.
4: But they already know who's going to play at every position, you right? Right. So I mean, there's no there's there's less there's less competition there. You know. Yeah. What are, they, what are they
0: doing? Are they they're putting in a whole new off. They're going to go to the wishbone.
4: And, uh, oh, in Alabama, <laughs> yeah. be shocking. You know, with, with Bryce <laughs> Bryce, yeah, Bryce, with Bryce, with Bryce Young coming back, I don't think people would be uh, would be ready for that one. No. And so yeah, I think that'll be. Next week should be a fun opportunity to see a lot of this practice, see some of the competitions, see changes. Right? Like I think it's it's important to take a snapshot of the depth chart today, and compare it to where we are. Maybe coming out of, I don't know. I mean, the we'll get to see a media viewing window next a week from a week from yesterday. We'll we'll see a media viewing window on Thursday, the eleventh. I wonder how different. The starting lineups and the first team groups will seem when we get to see some practice later in the week versus where we are right now and yeah could there be an announcement regarding quarterback does feel like at least today based on what we saw it doesn't seem like it's it's it's, it's one quarterback has distanced himself from everybody else at least no, at least no based not on yet. how they were at least yeah. based on how they were used right. in front of us wait
0: wait until they get into full pads and then we'll see if they're still splitting it equally. Then you'll go, wow, it, it really is a tight battle. And the, scrimmages, the scrimmage or scrimmages could determine it. But uh, I would expect, especially when you're in shorts and you've got some, some guys that have gone through it for a while, for them all to, uh, to get fairly equal shares. We'll step aside for our bottom of the hour break. Stick with us. Come on in and join us, as a matter of fact here on the Friday Drive.
1: Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com.
0: Welcome back in. Final half hour here of the Friday Drive. Bill and Dan, and, uh, you know, we'd love for you to join in while we have an opportunity let's let you hear some of the comments we got a chance to um to spend some time with four players two offensive two defensive players today already a couple of questions today and comments about the offensive line and the first person no the second person in was uh, was Austin Troxel today and and obviously he was asked right off the bat about
3: being back at Auburn this year? Um, you know, thinking about coming back, you know, after the bowl game, it wasn't really a hard decision for me. Um, just, I really hadn't played that much. I mean, I've been here a while, but I really hadn't played as much as I wanted to, and it was a no brainer for me to come back. And we're building something special here, and I wanted to be a part of that and, uh, you know, help that progress. Right, how are you doing? Doing good. Feeling the best I have, you know, since I've been here.
6: Awesome. Jason Cole, Auburn, two four seven. Building on that, how, how vital has it been for you just to have a year where you're able to play and stay out there? I know you had a, just a little bit of minor stuff at the end
2: of the year, but you've been able to play for a full
3: year now. How right. beneficial has that been? It was big. Um, just the experience, just the speed of the game was big. Because, um, you know, I've played going back to 2018, just here and there a little bit. And um, But being a starter, being out there full game, you know, it was good just to get the feel and speed of the game and experience, obviously. Well, they're, they're all doing a good job. They all got a good command in the huddle. Um, you know, I, not one guy is standing out to me right now. You know, they're all, you know, doing their thing. And, you know, this competition is going to, you know, be good for the whole team. I mean, everyone's competing for a job right now. It's fall camp. So, but all three of those guys are doing good.
0: Politically correct answer there about the quarterbacks.
4: Bill Cameron asking that question. How do
3: you feel about that? What do you think just,
4: about the offense? The depth and the number and you know, the we're experience.
3: Group. we know what we're, you know, capable of. Um, we have a lot of depth, you know, especially interior. Um, and a lot of guys that can play a lot of different positions. So, you know, we're confident. There's a lot of things that we need to work on. Um, but, you know, we're just building, the, you know, the camaraderie of the unit and going to get better every day.
6: Austin, the Montgomery Advertiser, Coach Arson said yesterday, you know, you can talk about mindset, sort of stuff, all you want, but, but really, you got to. In terms of improvements from last year, the physicality element. Is right. By what have you guys sort of done this off season to sort of improve from a physical standpoint, and just sort of be prepared for you know the SEC gauntlet.
3: Of- really, just everything we do with Coach Pitt um, and his staff. They do a great job in the off season and summers and you know in the winters, um, and they prepare our bodies, you know, for a, a battle every single Saturday in the SEC. Um, and that's really about it. You know, it's about mindset. Um, if you're strong mentally, you're going to be strong physically. And, you know, that's where we're, we're building as a team and specifically in the offensive line. Is there anything
6: sort of specifically with coach Pitt that has sort of stood out to
3: you as, as helping you out? Um, really just how heavy we go, um, especially as an offensive line in every lift. Um, and that's, you know, building that armor up for the season. He's done a good job. How heavy do you go? Uh, not as, not quite as heavy as some
4: other guys. Yeah. The question was, how heavy are you lifting? It's Justin Ferguson asking about uh, Cam Stutz. What is it about him that's going to make him take
3: that Knowing what to do. I think he really got in the playbook. And um, running off the football, you know, he's got really good get-off. Um, and That's one thing that stands out about Stutz. But he's doing a really good job. And, um, you know, he's going to continue to work. Yeah, I mean, I'm comfortable at either tackle. Um, wherever Coach Friend needs me to play, you know, Coach Keyes and Harson, I'll play it. What's,
6: it. what's it been like to have the same offensive
4: line? It's a good question from Jason Caldwell about stability and having the same offensive line coach. He said he's had four different it's offensive huge, line yeah, coaches. Just
3: terminology, you know, we know what he's thinking. You know, he knows how we play and what we're thinking. So that's huge. You know, I've had a lot, like you said, over, over the years, but... You know, Coach Friend, he's, you know, top notch. 24/7. With
4: Killian in the spring, obviously, you know, a lot of you guys were, were sidelined, you yeah. varying amounts of time, but he was kind of you know, locked down there at that, at that left tackle spot. Just what kind of growth did you see out of
6: him but just continuing to be able to get?
3: Question if
0: you can't hear it on Killian's ear.
3: It's huge for him, you know, staying in one spot. You know, he got all the reps that left in spring, like you said. Um, but don't, but just like me, he hadn't played much. Um, but he's a heck of a player, and um, he continues to get better and better and better every every day, um, and he'll continue to do that. Right, you want to explain the Philip Marshall question? Yeah, Philip was
0: Philip was like asking a lot of the players about uh, what would you tell the young players that are coming in, uh, not expecting
3: get in shape, don't come in out of shape. I'd say that number one. It's good advice. Two, yeah, playbook. You know in this kind of weather, you got a shot. You know, if you know what to do, you got a shot. And if you're in shape.
0: Yeah. Mark Murphy asking about the, the, the team's potential you
3: know, this season. Really, you know, who's Who are this the Auburn beat? You know, there's playmakers everywhere. We've got offensive line, plenty of experience up front. Um, so, you know, I expect us to have a really good year this year.
0: No, there's a question about uh, being picked last in the SEC West, and he gives a he gives a, We
3: don't really talk about it. Yeah, you know we we know what we're capable of, so that's just noise on the outside. We don't really pay attention to it. Do you yeah. really believe that
4: they don't that that they just ignore that? Hard to imagine. It's, it's still going right.
3: No, I
0: I, I went ahead and I. It had a few more seconds. Was there something else? Yo, you have short
4: yardage questions coming up. Oh, oh know, okay. Kind of short yardage situations. There we go. That's
3: on the offensive line. Um, we took that personal, and that's you know one emphasis that we're going to put on. I mean, we need to get better everywhere, but um, especially short yardage, you've got to win those situations. And that was, that was Dan yeah I, wanted, yeah, that I mean, yeah, I asked
4: that question. But I wanted people to hear that answer because I thought Austin... Yeah, I'd forgotten bagels. about that one. He's about done. He's got about 15 seconds left. Yeah, I think that was, I think that was the end. And then someone asked him about, sure. did, did you come in, sh- yeah, you that's come in, it. in shape? Right. But, uh, but no, it was, it was great to hear from Austin. And and yeah, I mean, the, uh, uh, the mindset is, uh, you know, he's, he's excited about playing another year of college football and, and hopefully uh, having the best year uh, he's had in, in, in an up-and-down career where, where availability has been an issue. Uh, for mm-hmm. him, so uh, yeah, it's it's great to hear that he's uh, he's he's, uh, he's saying all the right things at the moment as uh, as someone who you know, wants to be part of this offensive line and and really this offense uh, redeeming themselves for the uh, f- for last season. Let's let's uh, let's run some of the uh, I thought the, the highlight of the day, uh, the most
0: entertaining guy of the day, and that, that was uh, Kobe Wooden. Well,
10: I'm here, here, here that's guys. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Kobe. You can tell Kobe, he he had a it,
10: it was a hard day, but good day. No, that sun got the best. Hey, listen, I don't went to California, Texas, Florida, you name it. I'm sorry, Bama. He's different. That, <laughs> but nah, it was a good day today. Uh, hot as normal, but. We just gotta get rehydrated and come on back out again. Mark, Mark yeah, Murphy so asking about defensive depth, line um, depth. I feel like I feel like that's one of the start. We're one of the strong points on the team. I feel um, we got me myself Jason. That's the first group. Then we got you know backups who have experience such as Akevious Walker. Um, Jeremiah, and, and the list goes on and on. So we have depth as far as people have gotten reps, and and, and it's going to come crucial to fall camp and, and during the season, play a role during the season. Um, That way guys, you know, older vets can get a break and younger guys can, you know, show what they can do. So I'm really excited about our depth, really excited about, uh, you know, giving some of the younger guys who haven't played as much, giving them a chance to show what they can do. Yeah, so like I said, Jason Jones—he's been a huge presence and a huge help. Um, you know his size. Uh, we've also added a couple uh, key pieces on the edge with Marcus from Western Kentucky, and um, we had we got we got uh, Marquise Robinson back. Uh, it's going it, our depth is going to be good um, across, all the way across the line. Um, so I'm just excited uh, as far as. From the edge to the interior, I'm just I'm ready to go, you know. Kobe, uh,
0: Bill Cameron with ESPN 106.7. Uh, just talk about your decision to come back and what you see. I in- asked him about his decision to come back. Good answer. So
10: it's gonna sound. I don't like. I I've never in my life had a losing record. Um, so last year that was a, a tough pill to swallow. So I had to, you know, go back to the drawing boards. Like, okay, what can I, what can I do better to get myself better, um, not only for, you know, for the draft purposes, but as far as the team. Like, I feel like this team can can go so far and do so much. Like, we 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 owe it to Auburn. Like, Auburn, you see, it, Auburn ain't we ain't been to FCC, SEC championships since 2013. Like, we owe it to Auburn, and and I wanna, you know, this. I graduated in December, so. I kind of want to go out on the bank, you know, I want to go out on the bank, you know, started with Owen and Derek and Luke, and all the other guys that came in with me. And we just got to finish the deal. That's that's just basically it. Finish the deal.
1: Kobe, uh, Brian Matthews,
10: Jeffrey's athletic. <laughs> Jeffrey's like 300 pounds trying to run with me and I'm 286. So that should say something. But uh, once he once he puts together, he hasn't put together the scheme, but once he gets together and, okay, this is how you do that, that's how you play, Jeffrey will fit right in like a glove. Cool. Adam Cole with the
2: O.A. News. Um, just having Owen back out there at full health, what
10: does that mean for you guys' defense? <sighs> that's, that's Question about quarterback Owen. Quarterback or defense, you know. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, I love that guy. He was my roommate the last three, four years, so. Having him back is just, it's just tremendous. He's a tremendous asset to our defense, um, and he's going to anchor the middle middle of the uh, defense as far as getting everybody lined up and what we need to do. So I'm excited for him to, you know, make his grand return this whole season, and let's finish finishes how we came in. I don't know how much of an opportunity you had to go up against him just the
2: first day of camp, but can you just talk about
7: what a dynamic running back
0: Question just about, uh, about Tank and going up against him.
10: Yeah, so um, I went against Tank uh, a couple drills, um, a couple inside running drills and a couple uh, team drills. So Tank is, Tank has vision. Like, if he sees it's not there, okay, I see that's not there. Let me cut it right here and hit that hole right there to get what I can get. So Tank just has vision, and as far as him catching it, I, I've watched the boy be on the jug machine, do extra, you know. So he he he's aware that uh, he has to add the catching asset and become more of a natural catcher. So he's aware of that, and he's been working on it. And I, I'm excited to see what he does.
6: Another
0: question from uh, from Philip Marshall, uh, telling young what, what to say to young players.
10: Oh, the honeymoon phase is over. You coming to work, big dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything we recruited, everything they recruited you for and all the, the visions of you getting to be like a Derrick Brown or, or or somebody high like that, hey, come on. It's time to work. So I tell them, put your hard pail hat on. Grab- no, put your hard hat on, grab your hard pail lunch, and go to work. <laughs> Oh, it was hard for it was hard for me. I had Rodney G and too Lord. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, well, that was that was eye opening, man. But yeah, having G, it definitely taught me a, a sense of I I I I believe he toughened me up. Because like, when I got here, I'll be the first to tell you I was soft as cotton. But uh learning under him and his tutelage. It definitely got me more physically physically and mentally ready to play in the SEC. Like, okay, if I can deal with him, all right. Come on. So, yeah. Did you ever did you ever think you would say 286 pounds when you were
9: talking about
10: yourself? I thought I'd get to, like, 275. I think I'd get up to 285,
9: 286, though. How does it feel? How do you feel
10: with that weight? I feel great. I like it. I like playing at the 280, 287 range. I won't be too heavy because I like being able to move, but. I like that range. Do you
9: feel like it gives you the opportunity to do what you do best, which is be versatile?
10: Yeah, yeah. So, being being what I want to play as, you know, between two eighty and two eighty-seven. So being that heavy but not that light, I'm able to stay play outside. But if you need me, okay, we're playing three. Let's load up. Come on. So, I feel I I, I like it. Um, Obviously, I gotta get stronger, but you know, I'm comfortable where I'm at. Yeah. movement at this point um no no i feel i'm still the same uh still move fluent but yeah every time we ask somebody about jeffrey they, they do like you did it just
6: kind of laugh but I mean, he's only been you know a few months and what is it about his personality that's already kind of jeffrey
10: is, like, <laughs> jeffrey is funny like he Jeffrey is funny he doesn't even try to be that's the funny part about it like okay so for example like he got up in front of the team and <laughs> he he was trying to yell and we was like, what are he saying? Cause, Cause he has a French accent, so we was like, huh? But yeah, but yeah, he's a he's a cool dude and I, and he's been putting in a lot of work. I, I watch him, you know, do hand drills, do the movements, and do the stuff that he's supposed to do. So I'm I'm excited to see what he does. Peck, ESPN, What's your
4: relationship like with uh, with Coach Brumbaugh and, and Coach Rock?
10: Yeah, so coach um, me and coach Brumbaugh, we're, we're we're definitely building and getting uh, closer. I'd say, um, it, you know, it's going on my fourth coach, so it's a little, you know, it's like okay. So I'm getting more used to it. Um, but yeah, we're definitely. Um, I'd say springtime was our time to like fill each other out, like as far as like how he coaches and what he how he deals with it, and as far as how I play. So um, this time we're just so I feel this is I feel like this is our time to like. You know, work on it, craft it, get it better, so that way we're hitting on all, mm-hmm. all cylinders come the season. There's competition
6: going on all over the field for
8: spots, especially when you have quarterback competition. Is mm-hmm. that kind of trickle down on
1: the rest of the team. Do you think
10: that's healthy for you guys? To- I do. I feel like, I feel like watching who, watching the quarterback competition, it allows like, okay, so we see, like we see who's doing what and who's gonna put in extra, who's gonna, you know, who wants it that bad, so it it allows everybody else to you know be able to be like okay if he's doing that he's fighting for a competition all right let me go ahead and get the jump on him so i can beat him out but yeah it just it just triggers everybody to work harder and grind basically any young players on the defense that have impressed question about uh, newcomers from Dan um uh, my brother uh non biasedly uh who else um I don't know. I want to see how far. I want to see how this second practice goes. Um, then I'll be able to give you a better, you know, a better answer. But um, my brother, so far.
0: And he really, his brother uh, Caleb was was one of the outstanding players of the spring and uh, was out there this afternoon. We've gotten uh, a couple of folks' notes on the second practice. We'll give you a couple of those and more when we come back to wind things up here on the Friday Drive.
1: Time to churn up some more yardage on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email thedrive at ESPNAU.com.
0: Welcome back in. Final couple of minutes of the Friday Drive. Hope everybody has a great weekend. Want to let you know, Monday, Brian Matthews will be with us, and we will be coming to you from Franklin Tire. So looking forward to being back at Franklin Tire on Monday. Should have a good bit more of information talking about practice, Auburn football practice, and, of course, Auburn basketball. Uh, by the time we come on the air, Auburn will have wrapped up it's a three-game tour uh, in Israel, but football, let's say, I, I promised a couple of notes from the second practice, the rookie practice, and multiple sites reporting that apparently everyone was out there, no one appeared to be limited, and we knew that Craig McDonald had been banged up a little bit, Robert Woodyard had been banged up a little bit, just from some of the things we heard from players, uh, They were they were out there. Couple of players uh, catching the eye of different reporters, the eyes of different reporters: Keontae Scott, Camden Brown, and uh, apparently Landon King uh, having a good practice. And one of the leaders there, as you would expect, because it was him. Three true freshmen and uh, and and Daz Worsham, who apparently is full speed after having some hip problems this past year. But uh, not surprising, Keontae Scott again has only been in town for a few days, on campus for a few days, and already starting to, um, you know, make a little noise. That's what's expected when you bring in someone who was uh, considered to be the top junior college cornerback in the country. So that's good. So uh, it seemed like a productive first day from what we got to see. Now how do they bounce back and go back into the heat tomorrow at 11? We'll be out there viewing for a little while and getting some more audio. Uh, but again, Monday... It'll be The Drive coming to you from Franklin Tire, so hopefully you you will join us then. We're out of time here for the Friday edition of The Drive. Have a great weekend, everybody. We are out of here.
1: 294 AR Auburn WGCC HD3 Waverly Auburn Opelika's Sports Leader ESPN 1067 A broadcast service of Auburn Network Incorporated Absolute fail
8: for the organization this year With the ESPN Radio Sports Beat from Spain and Fitz I'm Jason Fitz
11: This is Sports Setup. After leaving Thursday's game with back problems, Clayton Kershaw is headed to the injured list. The Dodgers left-hander is seven and three on the season with a 2.66 ERA. He left with back issues. He was on the injured list earlier in the season with inflammation in his pelvic joint. Kershaw has dealt with back issues throughout his career. Meanwhile, the West-leading Dodgers will take on the New Look Padres tonight in Los Angeles. Also, the battle of top the is about to get underway. The Mets are hosting the Braves in New York holding a a four-and-a-half game lead in the division after a win over Atlanta last night. Interleague action taking place in St. Louis between the Cardinals and the Yankees. St. Louis currently tied with Milwaukee for first place in the NL Central and tied with Philadelphia for the last wildcard spot. The Phillies getting set to host the Nationals. NFL training camps continue. Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford is still dealing with elbow soreness. ESPN's Jeff Darlington says the team isn't overly concerned even with the season opener just over a month away.
9: I think that this is a scenario where ultimately they are putting him on a program to make sure that he's healthy for 18 weeks. And ultimately, I don't think that they have the utmost concern. He is still throwing in seven-on-sevens and individuals. It's just team drills for now that he's sitting out of.
11: That season opener is set for September 8th against the Bills. Meanwhile, Deshaun Watson continues to get the majority of first-team reps at Browns training camp, Cleveland coach Kevin Safansky said he will wait and see what happens with the NFL's appeal of Watson's six-game suspension before altering plans for work with his quarterbacks. Today, the NFL Players Association filed its reply brief. Jason, Jay, Will, and Max. We are having this conversation. Is Trevor Lawrence going to turn into a top-ten quarterback? Like, I want to start having that conversation about the New York Giants quarterback.
4: Get more from the guys Monday morning at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. This is Spain and Fitz Fit, on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 8.
5: We made it to Friday, y'all. We have had a long week of serious topics, tough stories. We even had an NFL football game, kind of, in there. We're going to get to a couple of those stories, touch on the latest. But we have a lot of fun planned for today as well. I even have a pop quiz for Courtney. She has no idea what it is. It's just slated in the segment as quiz. Uh, So are you nervous, Courtney? 100% nervous. nervous. I have no idea what's
7: coming my way. I've heard that our producer, Ben, has already failed this quiz. And my brain is fried from being on a field at training camp. So uh,
5: Mm -hmm. I don't know what you're going to get coming out of my mouth today, Sarah. There you go. It's Sarah Spain, Courtney Cronin's in for fits on ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's start with the quote-unquote NFL game that occurred last <laughs> night. Not a whole lot of big names, not a whole lot of starters, but the ones that did play were a little bit interesting. Namely, Josh Jacobs, running back for the Raiders, who got a handful of snaps, and his situation maybe is more interesting than first glance. We know that Bill Belichick, who McDaniels learned under, tends to use a sort of running back core. Is he going to adopt that and use a bunch of different backfield guys with the Raiders as well? In that case... With the Raiders declining Jacobs' fifth-year option, is he battling for spots? Are they trying to get a look to see where he fits in? Are they just figuring out how much he can handle compared to someone like their you know rookie, Zamir White, who, who got a lot of snaps and looked pretty good, too? Like, Courtney, there might be something to why we saw Josh Jacobs in the first preseason game.
7: Yeah, it's definitely an interesting approach. I mean, he had touches on seven touches on 11 snaps. This is not typically what you see with your starting running back and considering how much production he's had the last you know three or now he's going into his fourth season in the NFL and and where he's at um, statistically speaking like that's that's crazy I mean he's fifth in rushing since 2019 with 3087 yards and we know that as you mentioned they declined to pick up his fifth year option so he's headed towards unrestricted free agency next March now what does this mean for the Raiders? I mean, you could just look at it as, hey, they wanted to get him a good look early on. They wanted to rotate all their guys. They had some weird rotations in there where they like put their starters in at kind of weird times, or at least some of their starters last night. Um, you know, rolling out like they had four of their starting five offensive linemen. That was kind of strange. I didn't mm-hmm. expect to see that in this preseason game. In some preseason game, yes, but the Hall of Fame game had a rain delay. It's always a mess. It's not good football. Yeah, We're looking for, like, very backup early. quarterback battles, <laughs> so I was kind of surprised to see Josh McDaniel's approach to this in his first game as the Raiders head coach.
5: I mentioned Zamir White, fourth-round rookie for the Raiders, and he looked good. He... Had 52 yards on 11 carries, had a long of 14, was able to break tackles, was able to fight through. Now, it's the first game of the preseason. Who you're going up against matters and and how everybody else develops over the course of the preseason matters. But interesting to keep an eye on. We also kept an eye on another rookie in that game. Number one overall pick, Trevon Walker. And he played only two series. But he immediately made an impact, Courtney. He had um, a pressure in the very first play out there, ended up getting flagged for roughing the passer when he took down uh, Jarrett Stidham. But the very next possession, gets his hands on him, takes him down in a sack. And if you're the Jaguars, like you saw out of Walker exactly what you want to see in the first preseason game from your number one pick, which is that he looked really good out on the field with a whole bunch of other professional players, and he still looked dominant.
7: Yeah, I mean, it was limited action, and it's unfortunate. His first professional snap resulted in that roughing the passer penalty, and I really think that was a questionable call. It's you know it's preseason for the refs, too. We hear that a lot, even though that's kind of infuriating. But he looks the part, every bit of the part, of being the number one overall pick, and I think that that's a really good thing for Jacksonville as they're trying to figure out, okay, what direction do they go in now? Year two under Trevor Lawrence. Doug Peterson's taking has taken over as the head coach down there. There. defensively where are they Certainly looks like their first-round pick is going to pan out to potentially, you know, be this year's Micah Parsons of what we thought Micah Parsons, uh, you know, what he panned out to be last year. Like I'm excited to see Josh Allen on one side of the defensive line for Jacksonville, and then Trayvon Walker on the other. And who knows? Maybe I'm not trying to overreact off of one preseason game, but it was impressive to see in such limited action how disruptive Trayvon Walker could be, and maybe he trends in that Micah Parsons route where he's starting to get, you know. Pre- Rookie uh, defensive player of the year Sort of honors early on
5: Yeah and worth noting that they moved him around a bit At Georgia and keeping him At outside linebacker and Believing that he's built the right way for that He could be even better than what we saw collegiately Because he'll have the focus and the consistency At one position so gonna be fun To watch uh, wasn't a lot else in that Game but that's to be expected In the Hall of Fame game it's the worst Of the preseason games which are Typically pretty get ga- bre- bad uh, we'll get to some more preseason talk, what the Browns plan to do with Deshaun Watson and other uh, related topics in just a little bit. By the way, technically the Raiders won 27-11. to 11. The only person on earth who cares about that is Fitz, but technically <laughs> the Raiders won. Uh, the Raiders, we're in the zone, I guess. Get in the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Okay, one of the things that we did talk about during that game, Courtney, uh, and that has made news far more than anything that we saw on the field was Raiders owner Mark Davis eating wings in a white suit. Um, He was going to town on a flat you know, we can have the drumstick flat conversation if you want. I'm a vegetarian now and I will still adamantly argue for drumsticks over flats. I'm sorry, that's just the way I feel. There's more meat, there's fewer veins, there's less of those like weird small bones that you gotta work around. Either way though, you are wearing a white suit and you are just whoops, I've got my audio down as I'm as I'm giving myself the play by play watching him. Uh, go to town here. Uh, Courtney, that is a very risky move. I'm trying to think of a combination of food and and attire that is grissier than white uh, white suit and wings.
7: I will give him this. He did take his suit jacket off. Yes. The photo that's circulating the internet has his jacket on the chair behind him, so at least he had the foresight to know that he might get a little messy eating the... Fl- that is a flat, is it not? Yeah, mm-hmm. that is. Um, yeah. That, that might be kind of a dangerous... Uh, maybe he didn't have a Tide pen with him. Who knows? And (laughs) couldn't send his dry cleaning out in Jackson in uh Canton but it's um it's not a great it's not a great food to eat I think when you're like not within the confines of your own home to do Mm -hmm. that like at a game you've got people around you in the box that you're sitting in it's just messy like
5: what do you do do you go like immediately wash your hands after that like you're worried about touching anybody else Mm -hmm. it's kind of gross yeah so a couple things about that one um He's Mark Davis, and he owns all of the things around him, so maybe he doesn't care. Um, Two, yeah, I'm sure that there's an assistant nearby with a full bucket of wet wipes just waiting to help out. I, I wonder, though, as I was watching this, I was thinking, to your point of him not being at home, if you have a disaster situation, do you have another white mock turtleneck, I believe is what he's wearing, to change into? If something goes awry, because that actually happened to me once uh, when I was in Miami for Around the Horn. I had three shows. I had not Around the Horn, uh, highly questionable. I had lebitard in the morning on tv and radio then i had highly questionable then i had around the horn and then i had radio so three of the four were on camera and in between three and four i went out to get food and came back and i spilled coffee all the way down the shirt i was wearing so i needed to use the next day's shirt and then shop the next morning for the final day of shows have you ever had that where you're like gonna do tv or you're in a moment where you have there's no there's no option you're stuck
7: hundred percent i was doing a live stream last year with christian mccaffrey for this protein company uh i was hired for that he you know sponsors and of course right as i'm you know 10 minutes away from getting on the instagram live
5: oh no my
7: my lip gloss that i'm putting on just happens to like fall out of my hand gravity just took over and it hits the ascent protein like logo like perfectly right in the middle of it pink stripe of lipstick like lip gloss and i'm like You've got to be kidding me because that's not something that like you can easily scrub out because of, you know, the oils and the lip gloss are just like yeah. embedded on that. So I had to wear the hoodie that they gave me and you could barely <laughs> see the logo and it was just like not a great situation. Yeah, I, was, I still never good. got the stand
5: out of it. Um, I uh, once was told I was all wrapped on a Cubs World Series or playoff run, and I had time to go home and change into my Cubs head-to-toe fan gear and come back to the ballpark. And then as the game was nearing an end, they said, all right, well, we'll see you out right on the rooftop at Murphy's across the street right before. And I was like, whoa, I was told I was done. Oh, no, no, we want you back. Sorry, I don't know who told you that. And I had to do a sports center hit in a cameraman's rain jacket over my gear that's <laughs> oh all we had we want to ask you that mark davis thing was a dangerous move almost as dangerous as eating wings on a first date so what is the ultimate worst first date food at sarah spain at courtney r cronin we'll get to that in a bit coming up the fun continues with a little nfl big deal or no deal
2: the nfl has decided to appeal the six game suspension of deshaun
4: Watson. I don't think the NFL PA is going to go quietly. If someone reach out and say,
11: this is not going to work out well for anybody. Could be a lose-lose for all involved. Cutting the price of your wireless bill feels good. Really good. Actually, it feels great. You should try it out. So cut your bill by switching to Straight Talk Wireless. Now offering our $45 Silver Unlimited plan with 5GB of hotspot and nationwide 5G on America's largest, most dependable networks. The $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise.
4: A month equals 30 days. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary.
5: Certain people just make life easier. For instance, your best friend who always brings you dinner when you're stuck working late. It's like if you need to grow your business. ZipRecruiter makes hiring easier because they do the work for you. ZipRecruiter's technology finds the right candidates for your job, and you can invite your top choices to apply. No wonder ZipRecruiter is the number one rated hiring site based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of January 1st, 2022. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Spain to try it for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Spain.